This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Welcome aboard PanCon Flight 257 to London. Flight time today will be six hours and 30 minutes. The world you know. Can I buy you a coffee? I'm waiting for someone. My dad. Hi, sweetheart. Hey. We'll talk when I get back. Is about to change in an instant. People from all over this plane have simply vanished. On October 3rd, the end begins. I heard some doctors talking. It's not just here. It's all over the world. Are you ready? Every time I re-mention God, I walked away. He took them to protect them from the darkest time in the history of this world. Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage stars in Left Behind. Based on the New York Times bestseller. Looks like the end of the world. Left Behind. Now playing. Rated PG-13. Parents strongly cautioned. Visit leftbehindmovie.com to see the trailer. Stu, by the way, triple eight seven two seven Beck. I'm Pat. He's Stu, and that's Jeffy over there. Hi, Jeffy. Hi. Hi. Um, as Ebola continued to ravage communities in West Africa this summer, this summer was going on. This summer, remember that mm-hmm. Ebola was going on in West yeah. Africa. It wasn't here yet. No, it was in West Africa. U.S. Citizenship <laughs> and Immigration Services, a division under the DHS, mm-hmm. announced immigration relief measures. Immigration relief measures for countries Earth, affected Earth. by the virus. The relief measures... Wait, for countries affected by the virus? So what they were doing was they were making it easier for people to Mm -hmm. immigrate here if you were in a country that had Ebola. The uh, Hold it. That seems counterintuitive. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) The relief measures announced by the U.S. CIS website as Ebola outbreak-related immigration relief measures to nationals of Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone, currently in the United States, Mm -hmm. include the following. Change or extension of non-immigrant status for an individual currently in the United States, even if the request is filed uh, after the authorized period of admission has expired. Extension of certain grants of parole made by USCIS, expedited education and approval where possible, of requests for off-campus employment authorization for F1 students, experience severe economic hardship, goes on and on and on and on. I'm glad, uh, I mean, Good. I guess if you're already So if you here, lived in Liberia mm-hmm. or uh, Sierra Leone or Guinea, you were put on a fast track to immigrate here quickly. They expedited it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. great. So it would have happened faster than normal if you, in fact, potentially had Ebola. You were coming here quicker. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I feel like some there's universe. some part of this is people who are already here from Liberia, let's say, and were scheduled to go back. We extended some visas of those people. And I wouldn't have a problem with that because, mm-hmm. obviously, you wouldn't want to send people uh, into an Ebola zone. Which is also the same argument, by the way, that I would make about sending people from an Ebola zone to our country. Because now we're both Ebola zones. Now, mm. West Africa and the United States are Ebola zones. So, really, now I can understand people b- banning flights coming from us, in theory. 
It's, it's crazy. Some idiotic paper, by the way, or website tried to get somebody, some Republican who was calling for flight restrictions uh, on record. Will you support uh, flight restrictions from Dallas? So we can, can no flights go from Dallas anywhere? Will you support that? Like it was his great point. Well, I will say yes when there are 4,000. Yeah. yeah, first when, of all. When there are 4,000. When there are yes. a couple thousand times as many patients. Yes, uh, yes A. Yes. Uh, you, can, you could you talk, talk about that. Also, mm -hmm. by the way, uh, the people here, citizens. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. one. That's another distinction. That's a that's a pretty good distinction. Yeah. Too, by the way. Uh, and another thing yeah. I would say is um, interesting. Did they ask the same question to Alan Grayson? Because uh, I missed no. I missed that. Don't believe they did. Um, I'm sure they did though. I'm sure that happened because Alan Grayson was the guy months ago in July who was calling for flight restrictions from West Africa. Uh, as you know, uh, Alan Grayson, a Democrat from Florida and also a proud member, the initial member, if I remember correctly, yes. of the Douche Hall of Fame. But I will say on this one, he's right. And he was right a long time ago. Uh, and uh, he deserves credit for it. It's and the first time he's ever been right in yeah. his life. Mm -hmm. First time. So congratulations. Yeah. Alan. That's pretty good. Um, meanwhile, we've closed four schools in Dallas uh, for some reason. I, I don't, I'm not sure why. I, and for how long. I'm, I'm not sure of any of the details on this. I just heard they closed four schools in Dallas. I think they're elementary or are they uh, junior high? Does anybody know? I'll tell you. I, yeah. All right. Jeff tell me right now, Jeffy. Tell me right now. You said you were going to tell me right now. So tell me. Do it. Ohio closes too as well. Yeah, Ohio is Why? not closing because people were on the flight. Oh, okay, right. But Please. this is the thing. And, and one of the people, I think when we were watching um, the testimony yesterday, or maybe it was off the air, I can't remember. But one of the guys asked, said, okay, we have a Frontier Airlines jet that flew from Cleveland to uh, Dallas. And they actually flew a few times after this before we realized there was an Ebola patient on board. That plane is now sitting at an airport, I think in Denver, and they have cleaned out the inside of it four separate times. If Ebola is passed the way you say it's passed, why are they doing that? Um, What's the reasoning for that? Shouldn't they just take it right back out to the runway, in theory? And the guy's answer was the CDC idiot who's been trying to answer all these questions. It's like, oh, well, what I would say about that is people, of course, are scared. And uh, and so the guy was asking, so is that essentially you're saying it's just for PR? They're cleaning this. There's no reason for them to clean it, but they're cleaning it because of PR. Uh, and he uh, he really had no answer for it. I mean, he, he, I, that is basically what he was hinting at, that there was no reason. Of course, we all know that no one would want to fly on that plane if it wasn't cleaned a bunch of times. Is that the actual plane we're looking at right now? That's the one that flew uh, with the Ebola? That's kind of exciting. Hmm. We actually saw the Ebola plane right there. Um, <laughs> so what? Uh, what's the deal on the schools, Jeffy? Uh, actually, that they traveled on the plane. Uh, some parents were traveling uh -huh. on the plane, so the kids in school. There's no. There's in Dallas, nothing to worry about. The ones in Dallas yeah. were the ones who who traveled on the plane. Same as in Ohio too. And oh, really? There's nothing to worry about. Pat, I mean, okay. The school is just acting with an abundance of care. Out of an abundance of caution. Mm -hmm. How long is school going to be closed? They, they Out of an abundance they, of they, caution. They don't say it's just enough time to get it clean. Enough time get to get it, it clean. Hose down. Seriously? Yeah. Is that what they said? They're hosing it down? The custodial staff uh, uh, in cons consultation with experts in the field with public health protocols. Wow. I mean, this thing is bizarre cool. because they contradict themselves all the all time. All the time. All the time. Sometimes in the same sentence. <laughs> I mean, uh, for the thing, the thing is, first do no harm. First do no... What, what do you mean first do no harm when you're harming us by bringing people from Ebola areas 
into our country that does us harm. What do you mean, first do no harm? And I, I can't believe they don't get called on these things stronger, too. Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I'm Bizarre. completely obsessed with this. Me too. Out of all of it, I am Me obsessed too. of how they cannot make any sense over this travel ban. We talked about this a little bit on the radio show, in case you missed it. They are saying, um, first of all, mm -hmm. that we can't have a travel ban from West Africa because it would hurt uh, supplies getting into West Africa, which, of course, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Then, when pressed, the CDC guy said, well, if we were to ban people coming from West Africa, well, then they, they would find a way to get here in another fashion. Again, first of all, you're saying that we can't find a way to get there in another fashion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're saying the United States government, with all of our resources and ever, all the money that's in this country, we can figure out a way, we can't figure out a way to get into Liberia. But Liberians, with a, with a per capita income of $454 a year, can find other ways to get into our country. That makes mm. no sense at all. The other part of it is, we are saying that not just flights from Liberia that come here um, would be uh, banned. People with Liberia and Sierra Leone and Guinea on their passports would also be banned. So if they fly to France, we stop them in France, and then we don't let them fly here. And again, we're not banning every flight from every Ebola-inflicted country. There are, Senegal is a good example. Senegal had a case of mm. Ebola. They stopped it. We're not banning flights from Senegal necessarily. Um, you know, I, I, the three countries we're talking about, I mean, people sort of shorthand that with West Africa. But in reality, we're talking about three countries here. We're talking about three countries. You have a problem with, with uh, and maybe you would add Nigeria to that. They've had some, some flare-ups. That's where we got the guy. Yeah. Uh, no, so. he came from Liberia, right? He was from Liberia. I thought he came from Nigeria. No, he's a Liberian national, right? I don't know. If maybe he flew from Nigeria, but he's a Liberian national. Okay. Anyway, point is that there are three, four countries, maybe five over there, where there's enough where you might want to be hesitant. But Senegal doesn't seem to have any cases. They're being cleared by the World Health Organization. We're not stopping flights from South Africa. We're not fl stopping flights from Central African Republic, Republic if they had an airport. We're not doing things like that. But those countries, like Zimbabwe, for example, are putting flight restrictions from these countries. They are blocking African citizens, uh, citizens of Africa, uh, African nations, from flying into their their other African countries because they, of course, don't want Ebola in their country. Zimbabwe is doing it. South Africa is doing it. Zambia is doing it. The, this is blatantly obvious. If, the, if it was going to make it worse to ban flights and it was going to spread all out throughout Africa because of this, why would those countries be doing this? Now, of course, they don't do everything. Uh, they don't always make the right decisions. We can, we can, uh, Robert Mugabe, not exactly the best decision maker. So I can understand we don't just copy them, but it seems completely obvious and they have no justification otherwise. Meanwhile, it continues to uh, boil here and it's really percolating in Dallas. And uh, yesterday, Josh Ernest was asked about what's going on here and he talks about the possibility of it getting worse in Dallas. It is possible, again, maybe even likely, that there will be additional health care workers from this hospital in Dallas who treated Mr. Duncan, uh, who may contract, may have contracted the, the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we are actively monitoring uh, the health of other healthcare workers that came in contact with him. Okay, and, and that's an interesting statement in light of the fact that one of those healthcare was, uh, workers showed up here. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> one of those healthcare workers who was treating a, an Ebola patient showed up right here <laughs> yeah
He was trying to get into the show yesterday, uh, right here in this studio. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, he said something about treating an Ebola patient. And uh, so uh, security was notified, and they said, um, <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Be great if he came in. It really would. But, but not, today. not today. Okay, or not any day. All right. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Check back. In like 30 days. Uh, you know what? All right. You know what? Let's make it 40. <laughs> Let's make just to be safe. Make it 40. Out of a, an abundance of caution. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. So the guy, uh, he's saying it's possible, maybe even likely, that some of these workers are uh, are going to show up with Ebola. So what the hell are they doing showing up at our studio? How is it that these workers are free to roam the Metroplex well, be or the country? They're being monitored. They're being. They're allowed to go wherever they please. It does make sense. At I mean, I don't want them put in prison. No, but it would be. I mean, quarantine. It would make sense to quarantine. It does make them. sense to quarantine. Look, you know, if, it, if, if nothing had happened yet, you mm -hmm. could make the, the argument. You don't need to do that. But we've had two two health workers have, have this quarantine them in a nice place. I'm not saying you put them in a dungeon somewhere and beat yeah. them with sticks. I'm, I'm saying put them in a Four Seasons hotel. I don't care. I the Four Seasons them, hotel might have something to say about that. They might. They might, but put them somewhere nice, treat them well, feed them, uh, but make them st continue to pay them with their job, mm -hmm. but make sure that they're isolated for 21 days. What's the big deal? Speaking of that, though, I was thinking about that yesterday. When do employers decide, you know, you know what, I can't pay all these employees. If it starts to get out of control, like mm -hmm. they say it might. There is a line there. When do you reach the point when you say, I can't, you can't pay all your employees to be off? No, you can't. Um, and at some point, there probably is uh, some, you know, you would expect the government to get involved in that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you have to do that. You can't, uh, you can't let people not have any money and pay their bills mm -hmm. because they may have a 1 20th right. of a percent of a chance that they may have Ebola. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there has to be some, some role there. Um, but I, I, again, I, I don't, this has never been an issue. Getting money to, for disease control has never been an issue. They talk about, well, they, they shrunk their budget. First of all, they barely shrunk their budget. They shrunk their budget from future increases. They shrunk their budget from a 200% increase over a decade. Their, bu their budget went up and doubled, more than doubled, uh, over this period. So, okay, it's not quite as, uh, as high as it may have been. However, when you look at the waste inside of the organization, they have plenty of money to do the things we actually want them to do. No one wants them to build mm -hmm. bike paths. Uh, I don't want. I don't want the CDC. I don't want the National, National Institutes of Health building bike paths. I don't want them developing communities. We don't I want need them that. fighting things like Ebola and smallpox or and bird flu and all those scary diseases. That's what I want them to do. I don't mind giving them money for that. There are very few things that we come on the air and say that government should be involved in. This is one. Infectious disease is one. Yes. I, you know, I, this is one of those things that you do need that sort of cooperation on. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I have no problem giving my tax dollars to control diseases like Ebola, except they don't use it for that. Meanwhile, uh, Nina Pham, who's the first nurse who uh, contracted Ebola from the uh, patient who died, uh, she was transported yesterday. We've got some video of her being transported to Maryland, um, and here's a look at that. Thanks for getting well. Thanks for there. She is. Thanks for being part of the law enforcement. She looks pretty good, actually, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, she's not. Yeah, it means a lot. This is a, this is been a huge effort by all of you guys. Yeah, we're really proud of you. 
Okay, and he sounds really muffled because he's in the full, he's in the full garb. She's actually laughing and joking with him. Yes, sir. If she needs anything, she doesn't. So this is how they should have been dressed, of course, at the beginning, and she wouldn't be in that room. Right. Poor thing. I mean, that's. It didn't have to happen, you know. She didn't have to happen. She didn't have to be there. Mm. Uh, but she looks like she's in pretty good shape. And it's been. Has it been a week? No, it hasn't been a week yet. But it's going on. It's been like five days since she's been diagnosed. Mm. So, so she's so. had the disease for a while. It's progressed. But she got the antibodies from uh, from Dr. Brandt, who sur survived this thing. And so that seems to be the way to fight this disease. She also is quite pretty. Um, yeah, and she is pretty When girl. you look good mm -hmm. in a bed with Ebola, you are a good-looking girl. Yes, I think really. we can now... Yeah, because uh, she hasn't done her makeup and all <laughs> yeah. that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I got Ebola. Hey, can you bring in a makeup artist and... Uh, I want some mascara on and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, no, she's she's able to pull off that look pretty well. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, by the way, this is something we didn't get, get not get a good chance to talk to uh, about today. Excuse me. That um, Glenn got a Politifact uh, alert on his uh, his talk about Ebola. Did he? Uh, yes, uh, Politifact uh, was taking him to task for his statement um, uh, that he says uh, every time someone new gets the Ebola virus, it mutates. So, have we not heard? That I wondered before? about that. Well, have we not heard that? Is that before? right? Well, yeah, and I, and that's what I said. Like, I, I was thinking to myself when I saw the the thing. I was like, well, that's, I think I've heard that, or yeah. at least that there's a chance for it to mutate. Um, and then, so, so this is what they write: We contacted Beck's producers, and they added some nuance that Beck left out. Many of those mutate. Uh, they didn't even carry the same the whole quote that was sent to them. But they say many of those mutations mean nothing. But some of them might be able to change the way the virus behaves in the human body. And they say in their other parts that we sent to them, uh, yeah, it does mutate every single time. Article from CNN: The top Ebola experts in the world saying it mutates every single time it gets copied. And then a quote from the guy featured in the hot zone that said. Uh, it's like changing a couple of words of an essay every time you copy it. After a while, the essay doesn't mean the same thing as the beginning. At the beginning, right. for the first couple of mutations, right. you can tell. So that's what they, say. they give him a half true. Oh, now we have ever, we have the biggest experts in the world saying it's true. Uh, saying it's true, and what they go on to say is, well, Glenn didn't say that uh, that uh, all the mutations aren't bad. He, you know, he made it seem like they're all bad. But yet we have Glenn on he record. He didn't say it was all bad. He, di he didn't say it was all bad. And we have, uh, we have over and over again on the air, but in different times than the one they pulled, him saying exactly that. Yeah. Him saying, yeah, you know what? Uh, every time, we don't know what it's going to do when it mutates, but it could be something bad. He says that over and over again. I mean, it is a, the typical way people, Glenn gets treated. I mean, look. We pulled a quote from CNN and the top experts in the world mm. to show you what we were referring to. Now, he didn't, did he, does he have to read the entire medical disclaimer every, every time? single time? Does, do we, is it going to be one of those, like, drug commercials where he says, yeah. you should think about Ebola. By the way, side effects of Ebola are, and just read the entire medical pamphlet every freaking time so he can, that's not how people communicate. It's a bit of a shorthand, but he said the entire thing at other times. We don't know how it's going to mutate. He said that a bunch of different times. And they still give him a half true. 
They're pathetic. It is so. It's, it's so pathetic. frustrating. I don't know why they piss me off uh, so much. Because who cares? <laughs> Guaranteed, more people are watching this program and listening to this program on Blaze Radio right. than would ever even stumble Still, upon their stupid report. But it's frustrating. It's he, like it's just this. Like, look, if he had nothing, he based it on. Mm-hmm. If he had had just thrown it out there and made a reckless comment, I understand. I mean, I can understand taking somebody to task of that, even if you do shorthand something recklessly. But he said something that's medically accurate about a, a disease. He's not a doctor, but he said it in the way a human being would understand it and pretty much replicates the exact comments from the best Ebola experts in the world. I, I, what is he supposed to do? Exactly. It's as if, I swear, to, I swear to you, he could quote Barack Obama about... Uh, about Obamacare, and they would call it false. <laughs> and by the way, it would be false in that case, but then they'd call it true when he said it. Forget it. I'm getting all fired up. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. I got it mostly true from them though, because they they were they understood the way I did it. Glenn gets false all the time. I got mostly true. I'd like to nominate the CDC director for the Douche Hall of Fame. Wow. A lot of this. Wow. We've had this for the last two or three days. I have a a slight Uh, issue here. If you don't even know the guy's name, how can he go (laughs) in the Douche Hall of Fame? The CDC director? It's like people are like, ah, whoever that guy is, that annoying guy that's talking about Ebola all the time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's responsible. Is he well known enough? He's getting there. He is getting there. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. We might want to do that. I think what's going to happen, though, if I may uh, uh, guesstimate the Obama administration here for a second, Mm -hmm. is they've brought in now uh, Joe Biden's chief of staff. Good. uh, To represent uh, or to uh, to coordinate uh, the Ebola response. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Now it's fixed. Yeah, okay, yeah now it's fixed. Right. It now it's fixed. Now it's fixed. It's done. Now, he has no no medical training, no expertise mm-hmm. in any of this. He had one fixed. tweet. He's very active on Twitter, this guy. He had one tweet um, uh, that was related to Ebola. He retweeted someone, and the, what they said was, <laughs> Ebola's kind of freaky. He retweeted that? And he that? retweeted that? Yeah. Ebola's kind of freaky, it's but it's genius, EV68 that's already scary. Was that this, uh, is the that's guy you genius, want the this guy. So this guy comes in. Now, genius. this guy is not coming in. As we all know, he's not coming in because he knows anything about Ebola. He's not coming in. He's coming in because he's a guy who's going to be able to coordinate the media handling of it. He's going to be a spokesperson. We're, not, we're going to be seeing a lot less of Frieden or whatever the hell his name is and a lot more of this guy because this guy is a, a lawyer that knows how to talk in front of a, a camera. He's been doing this his whole life. He's a political operative and he all he does is tweet about politics and uh, and his uh, side businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy is, I bet you, going to become the face of this because they realize this guy cannot handle that job. He can't. He's terrible. Frieden's terrible. He, yes. Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, he's terrible yes, at he doing is. the actual Ebola part of it and yes, the public perception. I think they're saying, like, well, at least we can get the public perception right. I mean, but do we nominate him? Do we have a vote? Do we put it to the vote of the people? Do what do you think, do Jeffy? I mean, I think he's, I may, maybe, maybe if he comes out and does some stuff uh, this weekend, some more stuff. You, you think know, you need a, a, a longer track record? Yeah. Pat? 
Um, I'm for it. I, I'm. I think he sucks. I think he deserves to be in the douche hall of fame. He's incredibly douchey. I mean, he there's no question really, about that. Really, really douchey. But a douche hall of fame, it's like you know, this is my my, my thing here would be like a guy comes into uh, Major League Baseball, he hits 75 home runs in a year and then retires. Well, I mean, he doesn't get in the hall of fame. He has a great year. Even if he set a record, and this guy may be setting douchey records in a short period of time, <laughs> we've only known him for about a month. I mean, yeah. do we get, get a, does a one-month record get you into the douche hall of fame? Hall of fame? We gave the, hall of fame. We had the, we had the uh, emergency vote for your boy. That was an emer- No, that was an emergency. John Roberts. That was an emergency vote. <laughs> this, if this were to happen, I would say it would have to be an emergency vote. It would have to be a little bit outside of the, of the typical way we do these things. And I'm not saying that I'm opposed to that. This is an emergency situation. It is an emergency situation. You know, this is a crisis. Maybe we need a douche Hall of Fame crisis vote. <laughs> uh, you're starting to talk me into this, Pat. Or I'm talking in myself into it. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were doing all the talking. Okay. Yeah. But yes, you did come around to my way of thinking. So good. <laughs> what do you think? Should we do I an think we do vote? an emergency vote right here, right Jeffy, now. are you on board? Right here, right now. Now, yeah, I, 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 should preface, I, I, I should preface this that I don't care. If you're on board. I don't. I don't care. But are you on board? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so go. How how do people get to vote uh, on this okay. douche Hall of Fame situation? I Jeffy? don't care. How would you come on? How would you do it if you were going? If you're going to if do you it? If you did care. If you did care, you'd go to theblaze.com. Blaze.com slash the feed slash the feed. And you would log on, and then you would you log on, and then you would pop up the feed. Vote, and it would go. Oh, hey, there's all the, right. There's so the, put this up right now. Well, Tom Frieden. Uh, does he belong in the Douche Hall of Fame, yes or no? Frieden, F-R-I-E-D-E-N. Okay. And remember, Jeffy, make sure you, you note that this is an emergency vote. Emergency wait, vote. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we, whoop, is this whoop, the actual whoop. vote? Yes, we're about to do the actual vote. Okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Emergency vote. Whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop. Very important. Tom Frieden, the head of the CDC, does he belong in the Douche Hall of Fame? My guess is, well, I'm not going to make a guess because I don't want to taint the vote. Let's not taint the vote. So, Let's go over some of his requirements, though, as we're getting the right. vote ready. Uh, this is the guy who will, he was, first of all, he said mm-hmm. it was unlikely that we would have an Ebola outbreak here. Then he said, well. Then uh, we had an outbreak here. Then he said that we can handle it in Texas. Then two more people got it. He will not ban flights because he keeps saying that we should do no harm and make sure. First, do no harm. First, do no harm. Second, it will make the outbreak worse, mm-hmm. worse by, by uh, isolating these people. And now he's saying, well, the real reason is they'll get here anyway. The people from Liberia? Uh, we got this tweet from little old lady who says, can you out-douche throwing both nurses under the bus? Excellent. What more is needed? That's Great a, that's point. A good point. Great that's a good point. point. Now, Jeffy, you've had to type about five words. It's been about ten minutes. Are you almost done? <laughs> uh, no. Ah, uh, spoons. So if you see a poll that says spoons, 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 the correct answer, of course, is spoons when you want to vote. Do we have any music we can play, or should I sneak over and, and uh, play some over at the uh... Yeah, go sneak. Yeah? Yeah, go sneak. You got some music for us, Chris? walking music for you to go. And we just need a little music for one minute. That's all we need. Just it's some one minute worth of music. Bed. And because Jeffy, are you almost done? No, actually, because it just deleted itself. Oh, for the love of God. Oh, it deleted itself. That's correct. It did. It's kind of like blaming the nurses. He's blaming the oh, computer. Oh, listen. 
it's the nurse's fault that they got that they have Ebola. It's uh -huh. clear. Yeah, he had right, Tom said right. that. Who did? Tom? Tom yeah, did Tom, say it, Tom basically. Friedman basically said it. He did say they, that they, they violated protocol, protocol which they, they did not have. In place. I love the new nurse who is from Presbyterian, and she is saying, uh, yeah, they didn't. They changed the protocols three times in one day. Three right. times in one day. Mm. And various people had various types of uh, suits, protective suits that they wore going in. Uh, some of them were shorter. Some of it was one size fit all on the on the one they were supposed to wear, so they had to wear something else. Which I'm, a, I tell you what, that's crazy. I've I've been uh, uh, not a fan of one size fits all my entire life because one size does not fit all. That's true. It's true. One that's size true. Does not like, fit all. Yeah, I mean, one size that's going to fit Natasha is not going to fit you. No. 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 That's uh, so. That's no. wrong. Would you say, Jeffy, we, were, we are within a 15-minute window of when you can type this sentence? <laughs> is, there, is there anything? I really, I really want to keep saying no, to be honest with you. Uh, Blaze.com slash is the it feed. Up? Are we ready to go? Can we go to the feed yeah, and can we vote? Yes. All right, let's begin the one minute and the music now, if we can, right now. Right now. And the music begins now. Right about We don't have any music, here. do we? No music, so... Chris, no music? I thought you said we do have music. I thought so, too. I thought that's what Chris we were Chris in the told. control room? Uh, Anybody? Any music? Is anyone Apparently there? The answer is no. Oh, okay. He's working, working on it. Well, we should get that done about 25 minutes after the vote. Oh, here's some here's some, here's some music. Now, this is the Patents 2 music. That plays all the time. Yeah. It's not the music so, I had in mind, but that's, it's music. It's music. It, it is music. music. Did we specify the no, answer to that? Is, no, we did not. We just said music, and this is music. So go to the feed. Mm -hmm. uh, go to... Uh, it's theblaze.com slash the feed. The feed yeah. And place your vote as to whether CDC Director Tom Frieden belongs in the Douche Hall of Fame or not. Has that been about a minute there, Jeffy? No, it has not. Not for another 20 seconds-ish. So you got 20 seconds left. You have about 15 seconds now to vote. Place your vote for the Douche Hall of Fame. Now, keep in mind, this is the most stringent of all halls of fame. 95% mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. needed. Huge. Very difficult to get in, Pat. You have what, 75% for Major League Baseball? Is it even that high? I thought it was like two-thirds. Maybe that's football. I don't know. I think so. Uh, so here we go. Okay, uh, so the votes are in. They're tallied up. And is he a member of the Douche Hall of Fame or not? Jeffy? He is not. He is not. He wow, is not. what's the vote? He does not make it. Uh, the final is a 90%. 90%. I mean, that is high for a guy we just, we just came to Providence. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy has been doing a supposedly non-political role for two weeks, and he's at 90%. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, thought I like for it. a while he was hanging in at 93. Was he? 93. I, I will say I think this is the right vote. I think, I think it's, probably, it's probably the right thing correctly. to do. Now, he's not a first ballot guy. He's not a first ballot guy. No, I will say that if this guy continues to be the spokesperson over the next couple of weeks, mm -hmm. he's going to get into the Douche Hall of Fame. Yes. So right now what he needs to do is go on a long vacation mm -hmm. if he wants to avoid the Douche Hall of Fame. I do not think he'll, be, he'll need to be put in by the Old Timers Committee. Yeah. I think he's going to get <laughs> voted in by the people. Now we can only have one Douche Hall of Fame vote per week. Right. Um, so next week would be we can't do it another we can't do another one today for example right. uh, to try to convince you uh, mm -hmm. but we can next week if we have the time uh, get another uh, I, th I have a feeling by the way that Biden chief of staff if he's talking a lot will oh also be into the douche hall thing guy's got quite a history we haven't known him that much but he signed the Solyndra uh, deal mm -hmm. 535 million dollars of your tax uh, dollars down the tubes because of him 
Then you have um, uh, he was the he was the um, chief of staff for Al Gore, and it featured prominently in the ballot uh, uh, you know hanging Chad nonsense that went on back then. Mm -hmm. He was the chief of staff for Joe Biden, and you think honestly, if you are responsible for Joe Biden and, and the way he's performed, you'd never get another job anywhere. Arby's would turn you down constantly. They would kick you out of their restaurant from even buying food, let alone making it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's his, that's his history. And he worked at Fannie Mae, another gigantic failure. The right. man has been surrounded by constant failure for seemingly his entire work life. I'm sure he has a very nice family. And, uh, and I'm sure he's very good at cricket or whatever he does in his off time. Uh, but he's not been uh, good at the whole work thing. And yet, of course, he gets this job. No background at all for anything outside of just political hackery. That is his gig. He goes out there and he shills for Democrats, and he gets this job. We will be closely monitoring him for the Douche Hall of Fame. We will. 888 back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Where's the food? Oh, my gosh. Or, now we're in, it's in the food. Oh, we have food today. We have the, yeah, uh, we get fair food today. We're trying Texas all the crazy food. Texas state fair foods. I want you to eat this food, Jeff. We always eat food. Triple Eight Seven Forty Seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, Welcome to the broadcasting, uh, you know, program show thing that we do here. Some interesting visuals uh, related to the election going on right now. This is a great uh, little uh, chart that Gallup put together, and part of it I will show you right off the bat is completely ridiculous. But if you look at this thing, um, basically you have uh, midterm issues of 2014, importance and party advantage. So the two sides of the chart are. How important they are is at the bottom. And on the side is how much Republicans are favored in that issue. So, you know, for example, climate change, people like the Democrats' position more, according to this. Um, but it's very, very unimportant to the voters, if you see that. Mm -hmm. But uh, equal pay for women has a large Democrat advantage, but it's very important to voters. Uh, most of the issues, however, as you see, and if you're listening on Blaze Radio, we'll, we'll tweet this out at uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, but most of the issues do have a Republican advantage at this point. Uh, federal budget, budget, uh, budget deficit, ISIS, foreign affairs, taxes, immigration, the economy, the way federal government works, jobs, all uh, Republican-favored issues. For some bizarre reason, this is the only poll I've ever seen this, they say the Affordable Care Act is essentially a wash between the two, uh, Obamacare, which has always been a Republican advantage issue. They are saying that's not necessarily the truth. Um, however, outside of that one and maybe climate change, which I would tend to disagree, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe polling does show that. Um, you know, environmental issues usually do favor Democrats, obviously. Uh, but you see here, the average uh, uh, issue does go the way of Republicans. But if you were to talk, if you were to look at this chart and say, what should people talk about? What should be the focuses uh, of, of, the of the Republicans as they go in? It should be the economy, the way the government, federal government works. Um, and ISIS were probably the three you'd highlight most. Uh, then the deficit and foreign affairs, these are all issues, taxes are all issues heavily favoring Republicans, which I don't, I mean, that hasn't always been the case. 
Um, this looks like there's a story I read this morning uh, which indicates that they do think a wave is possible. Republicans um, are investing money in, in districts now in the House that they never thought they had a chance at, and Democrats are pulling money away from these chosen one type candidates that they were going to flip districts to the Democratic side. They're pulling their money out of there to defend districts they thought were, were very solid for them. Everything like such as what? You mean as far as which individual like races? Yeah. yeah, off the top of my head, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. You don't know? Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. There, you know, there's. Are you making stuff up? No, they listed three or four of them. It was in, uh, I think, Politico today. Uh, was where that story is. If you'd like to uh, uh, go check it out. But they were talking about a potential. If I think it's it's slightly into the double digits. I want to say it's like twelve or fourteen seats. If the Republicans pick up can pick up that much, it will be the largest majority since uh, that they've had since Truman. Wow. And this is a big deal when they're that close. Not to mention, the Senate at that point would almost definitely go to them if they have that sort of uh, turnout. And the race is, mm. it's odd. It, you know, p politics are so unpredictable, and you might not care about this stuff. And I, I don't know, you, you can get lost in, these, in the game of it all. But I remember when the, the one that, that turned me uh, to realizing how unpredictable this was was H Howard Dean, who led the freaking Democratic pack by like by a, a thousand points for yeah. months. And it looked like it was his to win easily. He was literally up 30 or more, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was, 20, 30 points. And then out of nowhere, John Kerry mm -hmm. wins. We were in Iowa for that uh, primary. And uh, I remember being there, and like there was, we were at a hotel, and down at the hotel, everyone's down there like watching the results come in. And these you know, people who were campaigning for Kerry are sitting right next to people who are campaigning for Dean, and the Dean people <laughs> are apoplectic. And then I remember going up, I'm like, all right, well, I'm tired. We had to do the show tomorrow. I went, up to, uh, I went up to my room, flipped on the TV, and there's Howard Dean doing his famous scream speech, which really ended it for him uh, in that mm. campaign. But here you have, right now you have states like Colorado, which I didn't think the Republicans had really a chance in. Oh, you know, maybe an outside chance. They are now, Gardner is now leading in Colorado by four or five points in most polls. The other side of that is Kansas, which was a shoe-in for Republicans, obviously. Uh, that race is really close. And now they're saying the second most competitive race in the entire Senate is Georgia. Freaking Georgia might go to the Democrats. Wow. I mean, that, it's, it's really bizarre how this is, uh, how it's all happening. Uh, so we'll see what, how that goes uh, as we go forward uh, in the next few weeks. I mean, we're only we're less than three weeks away from this election. Um, this one I really like, though. We yesterday featured um, the governor uh, race in uh, in Florida, Charlie Crist and uh, Scott, Rick Scott. And the big issue was they came out for a debate, and um, Charlie Crist wanted a fan. The uh, the Scott campaign was going by the rules and said there are no fans. We're not getting, you know, special treatment for anyone. The reason you'd want a fan in a debate is if you start sweating, it's Florida. If it gets hot in there for some reason, you want to be able to cool yourself off a little bit. So Charlie Crist apparently wanted that. Rick Scott didn't come out. It looked bad for both of them, honestly. They both were horrible. They handled it horribly. I don't think you're liking anyone. And I, I, my guess is this is going to come out as fairly bad on Rick Scott's uh, side of it, it's just because he was saying, the way they announced it in the room was, Rick Scott won't come out because Charlie Chris has a fan and it's not in the rules. It just makes him sound petty. Mm -hmm. However, we didn't realize until now, according to BuzzFeed, that uh, Charlie Chris really likes having a fan when he's making public speeches. We have some photos. Uh, here, here, look at these pictures. This is, all, this is not even all the examples. Here he is on the Colbert Report. <laughs> there, is, there is his uh, fan at the bottom there. Uh, next one, 
Here's a, and these have not been photoshopped. These have not been photoshopped, right. at least according to BuzzFeed. Uh, there he is in an interview. He's got a fan next to him there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, next up, uh, there he is again. He's on CNN in Washington. Fan sitting across the room <laughs> blowing wind at him. Uh, up again, this is, I think, number four so far. Here he is at a speech, about to make a speech. There's a f he's outside. There's a fan plugged in, blowing up air at him. What uh, is that weird thing? It's weird, isn't it? Well, it's really weird. Look at this. Here's another one. Weird. Uh, fan right at his feet. This is, I think, picture five or six. Uh, next one, uh, here he is yeah. giving a speech. He's standing up. The only thing anywhere near him is a fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up. He doesn't want to be photographed with any kind of sweat or anything. Yeah, but I guess. I mean, yeah. there must be yeah. more to it than that. I don't think so. He's no. very image conscious. There, yeah, he's all, that's all he cares about. Is he outside here, too? Or I think that one looks he like he's inside. inside. Yeah. Okay. But again, a fan on the floor. <clears throat> Yeah, it looks like he's in a home. It's like you think that would be very controlled a home climate, or maybe right? a hotel or yeah. something. But yeah, here's another one. Uh, there, look at—he's in a meeting in a boardroom, and he's got a fan pointed at him. I mean, Do how you, weird is that? Is there no air conditioning in the place? Come on, no. I mean, he's no, obviously. Florida, Pat, there's no air conditioning. No air conditioning. It's no. like Texas, place, right? Nobody right. has air conditioning. Hello. It's <laughs> Another. It's Florida. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, my wife in the summertime takes a a sweater with her wherever she goes because. It's so hot in Texas that everybody really, you know, cools it off when you when you get to a place. And so the air conditioning is always too cool, cold yeah. for her. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that's the same thing in Florida. And yet he yeah. has to have a fan yeah. with him everywhere he goes. Crazy. And here's, here's the speech. And this is him at the actual debate, yeah. At the debate, I mean, yeah. And, and then a, a fan underneath the, underneath yeah, the podium. And, now, the, and this is where Scott screwed up in my... I think he should have just come out yeah, with a fan. Yes, he should have. With a fan. He should have just rolled out with one of those big industrial fans and said, Charlie needs a fan, so do I. I mean, uh, to, to or just come out. And sometimes right. what you come have to do Man in these situations. Out there. Right. Sometimes what you have to do in these situations, and it pisses you off. Someone else breaks the rules. You just need to take it and go with it. Yeah. Now, afterwards, your political people can say, think of how this would have gone. If Rick Scott just went out there, did the freaking debate, did his best. He's got, I mean, he's better than Chris on the issues. He's going to win on the issues, I believe. But anyway, he goes out there, does his best in the debate. Then afterwards, your political operatives leak the fact that he had a fan in there. And then they start they leaking start picture after picture after picture of Chris as a fan. And saying how he broke the rules, you'd at least have a good story. And people would think, what is this weird thing with Chris and the fan? Instead, they're saying, what's this weird thing of Scott not wanting to debate because the guy has a fan? Yeah. Uh, it really yeah. It, it was not the way to handle it. However, the crazy thing is the pictures we showed you are less than half the photos posted on BuzzFeed about this. <laughs> they have really? over 20 individual well, pictures of him at speeches or locations with a fan. So they said Bizarre. literally has to have it everywhere he goes. And uh, clearly that's that's true. It's accurate, right? I will say that I have seen Charlie. I mean, he's come to, I've met Charlie at the radio station a number of times you have a fan? in Tampa. No. No, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that would have been a better story well, if you said but yes. It, well, yeah, well the other part of it, though, of course, is he was going to a radio studio where there were no cameras. So there would be no reason That's for good him point. to have a fan. Right. It didn't um, matter if he true. had sweat dripping anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to come up. Now, Jeffy, if you had a fan po pointed at you, you and still sweat, sweat, like, you still still sweat, sweat like a pig. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Flop sweat. I mean, you, you could have a fan right in your face. Blowing it 100 miles an hour. I don't even know what flop sweat is, but it's the best way to say sweat.
is the food. Triple eight seven twenty seven back. You know that was. Uh, we've been screaming Where's words the, the food, food the entire break, and then that last one got on the air somehow. So we apologize for that. No, we don't. Uh, Why are we apologizing for that? We want to know. Well, we apologize for not having the food as well. Right. So, okay. yeah. yeah. We're sorry we're not eating right now on um, camera like we usually are. Coming up this weekend, uh, three movies I think open. Uh, the Best of Me. Are you familiar with this? It's Michelle Monaghan. She's she was in the. Uh, she was the love interest. She was the wife of Tom Cruise in, I think, the third or the fourth, maybe third and fourth Mission Impossible movies. Uh, you know who she is, right? No. She looks like uh, Tom Cruise's, what's her name? The, the one he married. Uh, Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes. Okay. She looks a lot, I think she looks a lot like Katie Holmes. But also, Fury opens uh, this weekend. That looks right. good. That, that is, looks is that pretty good. World War II? Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt. Yeah, yeah, doing another good. World War II movie. Did, did any of you guys see uh, Defiance? Did you guys see that? Uh, I did not. I've been wanting to see it. It's on my Netflix queue right now. Defiance it has... Um, is it good? What is... Uh, is it a World War II? Yeah, it's World War II. It's another Nazi thing, and it's uh, um, it's against... It's with uh, the guy from... James, the James Bond guy, uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah. He's in it. Okay. Look, it looks pretty good. I, I don't is know. Is it R? It Why haven't I watched that? Is it rated R? It is. It is? is it? Shoot. Sorry, Pat. I love that. Just stuff. watch the stupid movie. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm, gonna, Harry, you know what I'm gonna sick do? of hearing about you and your R movies. I'm gonna throw every principle and value I have right out the window. An yeah. R movie is gonna throw it's gonna ruin your life. No. Uh, and by the way, once you're done with that, Jeffy's got some websites he needs you to see. <laughs> okay. So, okay. All right, not a problem. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> throwing it all down the drain uh -huh. right now. No, not uh, all at once. And then something called The Book of Life. Channing Tatum and uh, Zoe Saldana. Is that a looks like a is it a cartoon and these are just uh, yeah, it's a fantasy adventure. Tells I thought there was some big movie coming out. There. None of those seem... That's what I thought, too. What, what was the one you were talking about you wanted to say? Me? Yeah, you had one you were talking about. Oh, oh Tomorrowland. I thought Tomorrowland was out because this says... Oh, it's, it doesn't come out until 2015. Tomorrowland comes out 2015 from Disney. <laughs> or, or this weekend. <laughs> You're like, go ahead, Tomorrowland comes out this weekend. You're going to go see that? And Glenn's like, I can't go to see a movie. I have a bo I'm worried about Ebola. <laughs> Glenn is, that's he, unbelievable. He won't go he, to anything. He didn't go to uh, his daughter's recital. And when he said he didn't go to, he also made her, her not go. go. She couldn't go to her own yeah. recital. That's yeah. unbelievable. I, that's I much more than I'm doing that. right now. I have but, to be honest. I really have not changed my life at all because of I haven't this either. at this point. Nor do I plan to. No. Unless things, things yeah, get ugly. It's considerably worse, I would, I would do However, that. However, he has a point in that you don't know who you're going to be sitting next to. For A good example of that is who showed up at the studio yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. One of the nurses who treated an Ebola patient came and tried to go, come to a show now. We didn't let them in uh, due to an abundance of caution. Uh, but the, the, you don't know who is going to sit next to you. And the thing is, they're obviously not keeping them uh, contained anywhere. They're going out and, and we've been told it's likely some of them will come up with Ebola. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it is kind of crazy, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. Something kind of fascinating we didn't mention on the radio today. Triple eight seven two seven back. Welcome to Pat and Stu, by the way. 
Uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, kicked out of the Navy. Why? Huh. Uh, cocaine. Oh, he tested positive. I mean, who hasn't cocaine. tested positive for cocaine? Uh, That's I have stupid. not. Tired of giving people not. a hard time. I'm we not. have not. Neither one of us. No, but I mean, no, tested no, positive. No, I mean, we have not tested. No one, no one in the room. Everybody's no one, no one in the room. But you apparently has who's tested with, positive. Who's with me? <laughs> Seriously, no one's with. You're alone on this. You're all alone. I know in it this seems room common in your culture <laughs> to have tested positive for illegal drugs, but no one else has. <laughs> Here's Hunter's Hunter, Hunter's smiling face right here. Uh, show him up and close and personal the ABC way. <laughs> up close and personal with Hunter Biden. There he is. <laughs> Snorting a line of coke right now. Or right after that picture, he probably probably did a little blow. To be fair to That's Hunter great. Biden, though, seriously, I mean, if your dad was was Joe Biden, Thank you. I'd be doing blow. You're going to do drugs. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, that's, How? My, that's my dad. Yes, I'll take another eight ball. Exactly. How seriously How embarrassing fun? is this to the vice president of the United States? Serious. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But they should be embarrassed by that. I mean, you know, look, as, if you're a son of somebody like that, you should be making sure to not yes. do anything illegal, obviously. Yeah, the guy's in the but I mean, this has been fairly oh. typical of, 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 you know, you know, like, wasn't, uh, I mean, Jimmy Carter's brother. Yeah, um, uh, you know, there was issues with Reagan's family um, throughout the years. Uh, you know, I don't know. It doesn't seem, I don't know. Does it hurt Biden? I don't know. The other thing is Biden is not taken seriously. So when things like this happen, like there's no, you know, there's no, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's Joe it's Biden's Joe's kid. kid. Yeah, whatever, you know. It's Joe's whatever. kid. Yeah. At least he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Think what, what, is the, what was the issue with the Reagan's family? Was it the ballerina thing? I don't remember. I was That's thinking, the only I was, thing I remember I was, was that Ron was was in the ballet and he, uh, he was gay during that time or whatever. I don't remember. I don't right? remember that. Or was he gay? I, I was, was thinking the gay? daughter. I wasn't the daughter? Was think I, I think we heard during that, that time he was. he was gay, but I'm I'm not. What was the daughter situation? The daughter didn't she pose nude at one point or something? And she <sighs> she, may she have, hated him, didn't she? That may have embarrassed him. Yeah. I think, but I mean, it's not. She posed yeah, nude. I think so, Patty. Or was it no, not Patty? I'll let you know if she did or not. Hold on. <laughs> How do you not know this information? I, I, I thought know. it was something I like that. I could be wrong. Right? I wasn't, uh, that Reagan's does daughter, sound familiar, like, but I, yeah. I remember my grandfather positive. talking about Reagan. I wasn't around. That's why I kept it kind of mm -hmm. vague. I wasn't exactly sure of the details, but I do remember there being some sort of scandal. And there was some sort of scandal with, uh, wasn't one of the Bush daughters was drinking, which was was not a huge issue at the time, but they, there was some controversy there. I mean, that, you know, it happens. You know, Although this is a little bit over the line, obviously, with, first of all, it being illegal and him being in the military and a, and a grown man. And think of this. A he, was, odd. he failed the test in last year, and he was kicked out February 14th, and we haven't heard until now. And according to one official, um, we didn't find out until now because he was treated like any other sailor who fails a drug test is thrown out, thrown out of the Navy. So, you know, from that perspective, I guess it's uh, reasonable uh, if you don't normally. Uh, but it is news when it's the vice president's son. You would think it would have made the news. Uh, he's 44, married with three kids, issued a statement. It's the honor of my life to serve in the U.S. Navy, and I deeply regret and embarrassed that my actions led to my administrative discharge. Respect the Navy's decision. With the love and support of my family, I'm moving forward. Yeah, well, you know, that's what you do, I guess. Um, this story was kind of interesting because obviously his kids have had, uh, you know, some issues. In 2009, there was a story about Ashley Biden. 
I don't um, remember this at all. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden's daughter was busted for pot possession. She was the, quote, hot freshman that every guy wanted to be with, end quote. A Tulane University classmate said um, he bailed her out of jail in 1999 after a marijuana arrest in New Orleans, which with no conviction was recorded. Um, and it's, uh, she was very attractive, he said. Everybody at Tulane knew she was the party girl. She wore some pretty short, short, short shorts a lot. <laughs> Short shorts, <laughs> a, a lot. lot. <laughs> so, that's, okay, uh, mildly interesting. So, there you go from I mean, Ashley Biden. Is that Ashley pot. right there? A little pot. Who so hasn't been busted? Ashley went pot. on to get married, and she was not wearing short shorts uh, no, at her wedding. Looks lovely. She does. She's a pretty girl. And I can see no sign of Joe Biden in her, which is to, to her credit. Yes. You know, you don't want so. that. You don't want that. Yeah. Although Joe was, was kind of the man at one point. I remember seeing some early pictures of Joe Biden. Yeah. He's a pretty sexy dude. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, Joe's a good-looking man now. Oh, yeah. he, he still thinks he is. He, he still is. He is He's a good-looking man now for 70-something or whatever he is. Mm. Look at him. Look at that. That's a good-looking man. Oh, my gosh. I'm all over that. All over it. Babes are. Chicks are. Chicks, Chicks dig Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we do have the pictures of him sitting on the uh, the biker girl's lap. Remember that? I mean, or, or in reverse. Yeah, they liked um, it. Yeah. I still like when he, when he meets everybody. She's in his lap. That's why in reverse. Yeah. yeah. creepy. He loves You're that. feeling her. Oh, yeah. He, very creepy, though. Biden yeah. is, he's one of those <laughs> he's guys a creepy that guy. he gets into your personal <laughs> space. Yeah, you know, that's a, his gig. He's uh, a close talker. Oh, yeah. Heard about those on uh, Seinfeld, mm -hmm. so... As far as I can tell, Reagan's daughter posed nude after he was dead. She was like 58 years old. She posed nude for the. She posed nude when she was 58. 58? Yeah. What? Yes. After he was dead, really? Yeah. Good. Golly. Yeah. 58. So, uh, they had some kind of family. Uh, <laughs> no, she thank was. You. She was. I bet that was not a big well, selling magazine that time. <laughs> I don't know. I just. 58. I just, I'm Negative just for it copies. To download right now. <laughs> really. Um, of course, gotta yeah, take a look. Yeah, um, I uh, I remember though reading some of um, some oh, of Reagan's man. letters, and I remember I, if I remember right, him writing letters to his daughter that were yeah, very talk to him for a long. Yeah, time. they had a real uh, real problem. Yeah, there was there were issues. Yeah, I think she was liberal. I think you that's know, true. Yeah, like I think Ron. that was yeah. Like and she Ron hated is. her dad for being conservative. Addicted to if I drugs since yeah. she was 15. Okay, yeah. drugs. Yeah, I knew drugs. there was. I, okay, see, I was right. I was. Okay. I didn't exactly yeah. what the details were. There were some were. issues. Yeah, there you were said some. there were issues. Yeah. There were a pair. There. There's, you know what? There's issues in every family. Yeah, she looks bad at his funeral too, boy. Ooh. Really? I mean, we were in the middle of talking about how issues afflict every family, and you yeah. said she looks bad at his funeral. Oh man, she looks tough at his funeral. Like so there are issues that face every family, not all issues like Jeffy's family, in which uh, the father is constantly running in and out of prison. Mm -hmm. um, there are sometimes well, not prison, <laughs> jail. Okay, yeah, once in a while, <laughs> jail, prison, prison. It's... That's hard time, right? That is hard I time. mean, that's hard time. I've, that's a different deal. I've done that in a while. Oh, uh, this is mildly off topic. But did you see the the, the Cowboys <laughs> running back uh, who was arrested for shoplifting? Yeah, he mm -hmm. made a statement in front of the media. He's like, ah, you know, I just made a terrible mistake, and uh, you know, I really help my teammates. Will help me get through this. You really, it's not a terrible oh, no. mistake. It wasn't like I made a terrible mistake. I forgot to pay as I was walking out, and then I walked back in and paid. Right. It was like mm -hmm. I made a terrible mistake in that I thought I was going to steal cologne and underwear from a department store caught. as a professional athlete and got caught. Like, how does that happen? What would make you do that? Like, I, like, for all the stuff that we talk about, and, you know, you get into a party lifestyle, you do crazy things, you go out there and you get a DUI. It's not acceptable by any way, but there, in any fashion. But you can, 
at least understand the process that gets you there. Right. You're out partying, you need to get home, you make a bad decision. That, you can say, at least is kind of a mistake. At least you're inebriated at the time when you're making it. Like, going in and intentionally stealing something from a store when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year makes absolutely no sense to me. Unless you're like some klepto person so that can't... So it's okay if you're not making hundreds of thousands. Let's go to Jeffy on that. Jeffy, Jeffy what do you think? Well, I mean, first of all, those with your vast experience so in that. Right. <laughs> See, yeah, that's... They make so much money. Maybe charging, that's what he was huh? thinking. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. They don't need my money. They make so much money. Yeah, they're just ripping people off for that. You're telling me that clothes yeah. worth that much? I don't think so. I mean, when you're a high-profile guy like that, too, what a stupid, stupid, stupid Real thing dumb. to do. And so he loses a game check uh, out of the deal. And I think it costs him tens of thousands of dollars. $29,000. To, uh, for cologne and, and underwear. Uh, that's more that's than the cologne and underwear cost, by the way. <laughs> yes. uh, significantly more. Is it? Yeah, significantly. It's not very good cologne. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> no wonder you smell so good. Uh, okay, Lockheed Martin. I, I think this is amazing, and nobody seems to be talking about it, but Lockheed Martin just said uh, on Wednesday that they've made a technological breakthrough in developing a power source based on nuclear fusion cold fusion uh the first reactor small enough to fit on the back of a truck could be ready for use in a decade this is what Pons and Fleischmann back at the University of Utah said they had in 1989 and they did not and they did not and it was but it, for a while it was massive huge worldwide news because this was the power source that you know, it powers the sun so it's renewable, it's pretty much eternal, it's, it, you nev never run out of it, and it, it expends more energy than you have to put into it. So it's incredibly efficient, obviously. Uh, and, and the thing with, the thing with, be massive. with Pons and Fleischmann, like, here's a couple of research scientists. Now, we don't know a lot of research scientists, obviously. We don't, we, it's not like you know, pro professional athletes where you can name a lot of them or actors. You know, so they come out and they're kind of, there's a mis mystery around them. But they're at a respectable university, yeah. you know, so you think, okay, it's probably true. <laughs> Lockheed Martin's a different situation. If they say they came up with something that has to do with cold fusion, they probably did. They probably did. This is not like something we, we yeah. know the name. The brand name is trusted. Yeah. Uh, Tom McGuire, who heads the project, said he and his small team were working on fusion energy at Lockheed's secretive skunk works for about four years. But we're now going public to find potential partners in industry and government for their work. Initial work demonstrated the feasibility of building a 100-megawatt reactor measuring 7 feet by 10 feet, which could fit on the back of a large truck, and it's about 10 times smaller than current reactors. So, I mean, this is promising news, and nobody seems to be talking about it, but this is what I've always suspected, and I know you have too, Stu. We've always suspected that there's going to be some kind of breakthrough. There's going to be a massive scientific breakthrough that's way beyond these dumb solar panels or or wind turbines that people are, are piddling around with now. There's going to be something like this that replaces oil. And when it does, it's going to be the most exciting thing, one of the most exciting things that has yeah. ever happened. It's going to happen relatively quickly, uh, over a year or two. Yeah. Or, I mean, excuse me, over a decade or two, um, at least in my opinion. I, mean, I don't know that for a fact. Obviously, you have to project these things. But, you know, it's like, well, electric cars, let's say they take off. 
How long is that going to take? It's going to take a couple decades, probably. If, if let's say electric car is the answer, and they're going to n nail this thing, you're going to be able to go a thousand miles and never have a problem and, and recharge instantly, and all these things, all the problems with electric cars. Well, if they were to solve them, it would still take a couple decades before people were to switch over. Um, if they found them to be superior, because you have obviously a lot of machinery already involved in that, and it takes time to turn over. But these things happen fast. Look at how fast Internet commerce has changed. I mean, when, when, you, when, when you first got on the Internet, remember this back in the, you know, say, late 90s, people were on the Internet. People didn't trust buying things off the Internet. Everyone thought they were going to lose all their money, that their accounts would be cleaned out. And, of yeah. course, some of those worries, uh, you know, there has been a lot of hacking, but not a lot of that has really happened. Um, and now they're talking about this year. Think about this. For Christmas, 40% of things purchased for Christmas are going to be purchased online. 40% of goes everything. Up. Wow. I bet you that goes up. Oh, it's, if, yeah. if we still have uh, Ebola scare, oh. I mean, that will probably raise it even higher. You're yeah. right. Um, yeah. And it was clunky, though. I mean, it's, it, they've made it uh, so easy now that you can just. It is. My, my wife buys. Yeah. So much online now. And yeah. look, I mean, look, your iPad or my tablet, you know, with the Play Store and I, iTunes for you guys. You go on, you've already bought things. So the information's already on your computer. So it's like, man, I want that click. Super easy. Yeah. It's yeah, so one easy. click and you're there. By the way, this Great. this reactor would power 80,000 homes. One 100 megawatt. One reactor. One 100 megawatt reactor. It fits on the back of a truck. 80,000 homes. That's amazing. Wow. That's a big yeah, innovation. I mean, that's huge. I mean, so, you pop those in every community. Instead of having to deal with, you know, these giant power plants that are on the river and they power these entire areas, you just pop right. one in every community, and every every town, every few towns. Made this illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you know, it's going to be it's going to face all sort of regulation. And of course, with it being nuclear powered, it's going to the environmentalists are going to come after it like crazy. Despite the fact that it'll be completely clean energy, uh, they will come and complain about that oh. constantly. Here's but a weird thing exciting. too: Lockheed's shares fell 0.6 percent to 175 amid a broad market sell-off. After news like this? Yeah. <laughs> I guess people don't believe it yet. That's a little weird. Right. Maybe it's time to buy some stock. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you believe this, yeah. it's, it's, you know, again, we're not... We should do some research before you do that, maybe. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if you buy into it, uh, be a pretty good investment. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Come on. I need to insist on people doing their own homework. Just I, tell us. I just, just tell us. Own. It's yeah. so much easier, though, if people will just make the decisions for you. That's why I love the government. Thank they you. come in, they just say, look, this is what you need to do. Get over it. And they're always right. And they're all right. It's so good at picking winners. Right. You know this new guy, the Ebola Zara, was the Cylinder guy as well? No, look how well that's doing. Look how well. That is That wasn't really a precursor to uh, Keith Jackson. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, look at that fumble football. No, it wasn't not that. It, no, it was. It was not that. Yes, it was. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It's patents too. Uh, Pentagon is uh, talking about fighting ISIS, and apparently uh, the fight's not going well. Frankly, because what? we're we're just bombing them from the air. We told them where we were going to bomb. We told them basically when. I think we gave them a schedule. I think we handed out the list. We, we dropped flyers. I think we dropped flyers to them, handed out a list. Here's where you'll be hit. Please don't stand near these particular locations. We want you to stand there, just no women and children. Right. So get the women and children out of the way. But if you wouldn't mind going back there after you get them out of the way, that's where the bomb's going to be. So just please go back to that area. By the way, if you're hungry, here's a sandwich. <laughs>
so anyway, it, I mean, they're, they're getting close to Baghdad now. And here's a Pentagon spokesperson on uh, the fight against ISIS and what's going on. It's going to be a long fight. Is it's going to be difficult. difficult. There's going to be oh, setbacks. Yeah. There's going to be wins and there's going to be losses. There should never and, be a loss to ISIS. Uh, the, uh, uh, football coach? We're, we're mindful of the complicated nature of this. And we're also very mindful of the fact that, and I've said it before, military power, military um, action is not going to be decisive in and of itself. It's it just not going to work that way. Um, but the situation changes every day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to qualify who's winning or who, who's losing today. This is th – this uh, mm -hmm. th the strategy well, is still sound, but, but you don't judge the success of a strategy – based on a day or a week or even several weeks. It, mm. we, are, we believe, and we've said it before, that we're in this, we all need to be in this for a matter of years. That sounds like a person who's losing. It sure war. does. Mm. Doesn't it? I mean, seriously, that sounds like a person. Matter of years to that, get rid of uh, ISIS? Oh, crap. That is Wait a minute. Well, they didn't even, we didn't even know they existed, what, a year ago? Yeah. Eight months ago? Yeah. Uh, then they pop up and they take over half of Iraq and Syria. We can't push that back in, in, in less than years? i got to tell you, I'm, I, mm. if I'm the Pentagon, I'm not admitting to losses. No to way. A, to a bunch of dirtbags who just put this ragtag thing they threw together. Uh, there shouldn't, we're in the United States of America, there shouldn't be losses to these guys. And I'm certainly not admitting to that. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow them away, and this is going to be over quickly. And I'm going to hit them with everything I have, and you can't tell me the, the United States of America can't do that. Yeah. Um, listen to this poll. I wow. thought this would be that's fascinating. Really, that's bad stuff. That's yeah. bad gone. Really bad. Really bad. Really bad. Um, I don't understand who these people are, because uh, how are they able to withstand our military power? Um, now, I know that we're not sending ground troops in there, but they, you know, how did they develop into this, uh, you know, key, you know, unbelievably uh, advanced fighting team in this limited amount of time? Um, now they're saying that Iraqi fighter uh, pilots are training um, ISIS fighters to fly the three jets they've stolen. They're actually going to have a little tiny air force. I mean, how is that? How are we letting this happen? Mm. Listen to this poll, though. Um, should the U.S. should U.S. military action against ISIS be limited to only airstrikes? Should it include both airstrikes and American combat troops on the ground, or should U.S. military action not be taken at all? The answer is: 35% of people say only airstrikes. 15% of people say no military action at all. And the, the plurality winner, 41% say airstrikes and ground troops. I mean, I'm supposed to be the evil warmonger here. Like, I think our role as conservatives is supposed to be for every war against Arabs, right? Like, isn't that what our whole deal is, I thought? Anyone in the Middle East, we're supposed to hate and go bomb. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want ground troops in there. I don't want airstrikes really either. It's hard to believe the um, American people do. 41% of us want that. That's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. You can convince me. Uh, for airstrikes, air probably yep. in, on a limited basis, with other countries doing it as well, you know, or you know, trying to get Iraq's you know army up to do this themselves. But I mean, I'm not even thinking about ground troops. I'm not even thinking about. It. Are you guys? Would you, either of you guys want to do ground troops right now? No. No. I, are the American people? Real, I mean, 41 percent of the American people want to send in ground troops. And, oh, and by the way, those two combined, 76 percent of people in favor of military action against ISIS, a group mm -hmm. we didn't even know existed eight months ago. Yeah.
If you can convince me, I mean, under different circumstances, you could maybe make a case yeah. uh, that we should finish these guys off once and for all. And if you're going to do that in a manner that we used to fight a war, then maybe I could be convinced. Well, I think that's what the people are hoping for. The ones yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's it's my, not going to happen. I mean, my, my father-in-law is the same, same way. I mean, he's like, well... We're gonna have to go back in the ground. Yeah, we're not. Going we're not gonna do it well. Well, we're not gonna do it well. Yeah. I mean, if Bush could not do this, there's no way Obama can do it. No. Not so, with guys being the head football coach at the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's agonizing. So here's what's happening. They're about 14 miles from the Baghdad International Airport, where a mortar sh mortar mortar shell uh, just landed with a thud. A second followed closer, and then a third struck across the Iraqi army's lines as ISIS militants zeroed in on their target. The volley of mortar fire outside the Baghdad suburb of Abu Ghraib this week was not unusual in and of itself. Islamic fighters and the Iraqi army have regularly exchanged flat fire in this area for months. But now, officials worry that gains by the extremist group in neighboring Anbar province will provide momentum for an assault on the outskirts of the capital. So that's, that's the fun news. They're... They're only like 14 miles from Baghdad now. They fought their way all the way almost to Baghdad. That's amazing. Um, mortar, your, your microphone's not on anymore. I don't know why. Mortar shells fired by the Islamic State have already fallen in central Baghdad. They've fallen in central Baghdad in recent weeks. Suicide bombings have picked up. A wave of blasts killed 50 people in and around Baghdad on Thursday, according to local media. The army is holding its ground apparently on the perimeter, but Abu Ghraib is seen as a weak point, and sympathy for the radical fighters is growing there because of the heavy-handed actions of the Shiite militias. Jeez. So despite the airstrikes, they've moved 14 miles away from Baghdad. It's unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. So, so let me give you some more polling here. Um, uh, ISIS uh, has taken control of some areas of Iraq and Syria and has killed two American journalists. How much have you heard about ISIS? Okay, 56% say they heard a lot. 31% say they heard some. So pretty good. People would consider themselves fairly well informed. Yeah. Uh, informed. Do you think that the militant group ISIS is a threat to the security of the United States or not? 14% um, say no, not a threat to the United States. 21% say yes, a minor threat. 61% say yes, a major threat. Now, again, I am a guy who is, I would say, hawkish in relation to uh, certainly the average libertarian. And I would say, I don't know, I, I don't consider myself um, anti, you know, an anti-war leaning. I'm not, I'm not Ron Paul by any means. But didn't we just go through multiple wars in which the determination after these wars was they were probably not a good idea because these organizations were not a threat to us, right? Didn't, we just, didn't that just happen? I mean, I still think that they were a threat to some, to some degree, but there's no way you can make a case that ISIS is, bigger, is a bigger threat to the United States than Saddam Hussein was. There's no way to make that case. It's 15,000 people. They have three jets, and they're bragging about it. Three mm -hmm. They don't know how to fly them yet. They're learning how to fly the jets. They're going to I mean, be immediately shot down by our guys. I'm sure. I hope they do get the jets. I hope they get in them, and I hope, you know, our guys shoot them down right, <laughs> right away. Right Go away. Ahead. I mean, this is not a, there's, what, they say ten to 15,000 people in this army. And is it starting to get momentum? Yes. But you have on one side of them a brutal regime that will do anything to stop them in Syria mm -hmm. that has all sorts of mega weapons to, to, do, the, to do the job. 
outside of the ones we've taken away from them. Uh, and uh, then you have uh, the American military that is still involved in the region. Like, this is, I mean, it's not even remotely close. Right. Neither mm -hmm. Afri Afghanistan or Iraq could possibly be put on a lower plane than ISIS, yet we're all convinced that ISIS is a threat to us. I mean, isn't this the perfect example? Seriously, isn't this the perfect example of the sort of thing we don't get involved in? You have a bunch of people over there doing horrible things to each other. They don't have any weapons that could hit us. And while they're absolutely terrible and doing terrible things to each other over there, this is the sort of thing when we say we don't police the world that we're supposed to avoid. And everyone's in favor of it automatically. Even with this guy running the battle. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't either. I mean, I'm not a soldier anymore. Uh, you know, since we stormed the <laughs> island, the spice. Urgent fury, right? Uh, yeah, urgent fury. That, I don't want to talk about Yeah, I know. I know you don't. Well, I do. I'm not bring a soldier it up. anymore. Yeah. Saying, since, but, since we stormed But what the was your... What, yeah. But, I mean, I mm -hmm. would say that maybe perhaps we should maybe bomb the planes now. Uh, <laughs> I would assume we don't know where they are, Jeffy. Triple eight seven seven 7 back. Are. There's more patents, too. Food's coming up, right? Yes. Where's the food? There it is. Where is the food? Oh, we have six reasons to panic about Ebola coming up. All right. Yay. Excited about that? Because I couldn't think of any. Back 888-727-BECK. It is uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, we have uh, some reasons that um, we should be panicked yes. right now. Weekly Standard has published the six reasons to panic. Uh, and here's what they have. Start with what we know and what we don't know about the virus. Officials at the CDC and other government agencies claim that it, contact, contracting Ebola is relatively difficult because the virus is only transmittable by direct contact with bodily fluids from an infected person who has become symptomatic. We know that. This sounds reassuring, except that it might not be true. There are four strains of the Ebola virus that have caused outbreaks in human populations. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, right-wing hack group, by the way. <laughs> These people don't know anything. Uh, the current outbreak, known as Guinea-EBOV, is a separate uh, sister relationship to other EBOV strains, meaning that this is, Ebola is related to, but not genetically distinct from, excuse me, related to but genetically distinct from previous known stra strains, and thus may have distinct mechanisms of transmission. Hmm. So um, not everyone is convinced that this Ebola isn't airborne. The University oh, of Minis wow. Minnesota Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy Jeez. published an article arguing that the current Ebola has unclear modes of transmission, and that there is scientific and epi epidemiology. Epidemi I mean, epidemiological? Yeah, that thing. Evidence that uh, Ebola, the Ebola virus has potential to be transmitted ver uh, via infectious aerosol particles, so. both near and at a distance from infected patients, which means that infected okay, healthcare again, workers could be wearing, should be wearing respirators. Again, it is airborne in that if you sneeze, like I sneeze and, you know, the particles float over to Jeffy, he's going to get it. Yeah, and... That's uh, kind of airborne, kind of, right? It is kind of... And it's also... Uh, a different uh, mutations of that, mm -hmm. which I yeah, heard this was is a new, uh, like yeah, half true. Right. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> half true, right. Half true. Thank you, Jeff. It did mutate. Um, so. And there's a great uh, moment, well, not a great moment, but uh, an interesting moment in the Ebola special we did the other night with the experts, and that we kind of asked this question, like, so if you can sneeze and particles can go somewhere else and hit someone, what's the difference between that being airborne? And the Ebola experts said, semantics. Really? That's frightening. Um, wow. And I, I brought this up a little bit on the radio show. In August, Science Magazine published a survey conducted by 58 medical professionals working in African epidemiology. They traced the origin and the spread of the virus with remarkable precision. For instance, they discovered that it crossed the border from Guinea to Sierra Leone at the funeral of a traditional healer who had treated Ebola victims. In just the first six months of tracking the virus, the, t the team identified more than 100 mutated forms of it. 100. What's really scary is how these things, how this happens, and then... By the way, the science article by the 58 medical professionals, uh, five of them died before it was published from Ebola. Jeez. Minor. So that's, no, by the way, that's number one reason to panic. Number two, general. That was a long reason. Yeah. General infection rates are terrifying. Um, in epidemiology, you, you measure the RO, or reproduction number, of a virus. What is it? R not? R not. Okay. Apparently I'm you being yelled at because not. I don't know my epidemiology. I, I can't even pronounce the word epidemiology. Of course I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, so uh, the, uh, when it's below one, the uh, contamination is receding. In September, the World Health Organization Ebola rep uh, response team estimated that the r naught was 1.71 in Guinea, meaning well over the, it is still advancing, in mm -hmm. 2.02 in Sierra Leone. Since then, it seems to have risen. So the average in West Africa is about two. Um, this means that instead of uh, receding, it's still advancing in West mm. Africa, mm. not to mention what it's doing here. Um, of course, number three is what's to stop a jihadist from going to Liberia, getting himself infected, and then flying to New York and riding the subway until he keels over. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, what would stop that would be a travel ban. Um, however, uh, that apparently is not possible. According to our president, uh, he doesn't have a philosophical objection necessarily to a travel ban. Uh, if that is the thing that's going to keep the American people safe. But that's but, not uh, the problem. The problem is, problem that, is. That all the discussions that he's had thus far with the experts in the field is that a travel ban is less effective than the measures we're currently instituting. Yeah, oh, crap. we brought up the Philip Drew administrator <laughs> thing. Man, if this isn't the perfect example. Uh, you, aren't lying, I, I, you know, I, we were talking about this. This is the book that Woodrow Wilson loved, and it was Glennis brought it up for a long time. One of his time. advisors wrote it. Yeah, and, and basically the concept was everyone has their role, they administrate their little thing, and, and no one else has an opinion. You, you just believe whatever the experts tell you because they are the best handling it. That's Listen right. to the way this administration is dealing with the Ebola thing. Every answer is, look, we are told that this is not passed this way. We are told that that would not help. How about doing some, I don't know, thought? Put some thought into it? I mean, you're the president. If mm -hmm. they tell you that, look, uh, tomorrow gravity is going to switch around, you're going to be going up, and we better put some chairs on the ceiling because you're not going to have any chairs to sit on. You're going to be on the ceiling all the time. Wouldn't you say, oh, well, that doesn't seem right, even if the experts are telling you it's happening? It doesn't seem like there, there's no, that. No, I'm going to listen to the experts. That's a good point. You yeah, probably I'm going to listen to the experts because they're the ones who know. Yeah, that's right? a, that is really all they do. They're the ones who know. Um, the, uh, the protocols for containing, this is number four, the protocols for containing Ebola rest on four pillars, contract tracing, case isolation, safe burial, and effective public information. So which ones would you say that we're doing well? Contact tracing, 
No, we've got people on, on cruises and planes all over the country that have yep. Ebola. Then you've got case isolation. Well, they're no. obviously not doing that not well doing because that. when we found Duncan had it, we've already passed that to two other people. Mm -hmm. Safe burial. I mean, that one's the only one I don't know if don't that's know happening that. or not. But, but only one person has died, so who would know? And effective public information. We know that one's not going well. Yeah. I mean, so we are falling down basically every single place. CDC ran a series of models on the spread of the virus and came up with a best-case scenario in which, by January 2015, Liberia alone would have a cumulative 11,000 to 27,000 cases. Wait, this is best-case scenario? Best-case scenario. That's in a world where all the aid and personnel gets where it needs to be, the resident population be behaves rationally, and everything breaks their way. The worst-case scenario envisioned by the model is anywhere from 537,000 to 1.4 million cases by January just in Liberia. Oh, my gosh. That, I mean, if that happens, that's bad. you know, that's, that's the bad. point where you can't stop it from getting here, probably. There probably will be people slipping through the cracks all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and number, am I number five or six? Number five yet? Oh, no, five. Um, the worst-case projections assume the virus stays contained in West Africa, um, but it could spread. And number six is um, it's worth noting the politics of Ebola are uncertain and dangerous to everyone involved. Um, uh, a travel ban is not the right answer, as they're saying. But it doesn't seem convincing, um, and they go on to explain how the politics of this could actually make it much, much worse. So there you go. I'm ready for some food. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost time to eat. But first, uh, let's talk to Sherry in Mississippi. Sherry, mm. hi, you're on Patents too. Welcome. Hi, guys. How hey. are you? Good. Great. Um, one of the questions I had was, what are they treating these nurses with? Is it going to be the ZPAT map, or no. are they going to continue with the story of... The platelets from the first Ebola survivor. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's um, what they, when it's when there's a match. I think the yeah. one of the two nurses is not a match. As uh, by the way, people ask this question as well. Uh, why didn't they give the the blood to Duncan? He was not a match, so they could not give it to Duncan. Right. Uh, but these two, I, not not the same blood type. Or? I, yes. 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 Um, and and the Z map does not exist right now. So they're they're having to grow new batches of that, and they're working on that. But, but that could take six take months. Time. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they are not... Would that have to be FDA approved in order for them to be able to give it to us? Uh, I Probably don't in know. This country. Probably. In this country, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you've got to fast track that. You've got to fast track that because otherwise people are going to die. Um, so they, right now they're giving... They, didn't have, they only had three, three um, treatments for the... the yeah, the they, had the treatment, they had the treatment here? flight for the first guy. And yeah. he's the only one that got it. And this is the reason, one of the reasons why they are not making batches of this is it's not approved to be sold anywhere. Right. Um, and they can't do anything with it. Uh, you know, the, the thought was that mm -hmm. they would, this is a totally experimental. It's never been experimented on with humans. They don't know actually if it works. Yeah, the They're, first doctor was the one, yeah. he's the guinea pig, guinea pig and even pretty good one. A, a good one, but they even don't know if it actually was effective. There's, there's a school of thought that, you know, sometimes these things just happen. People just recover. He got better in, in two almost hours. Immediately. And the people that he's given blood to yeah. uh, are also getting week, better. Are all doing better. Yeah. better. They yeah. have to have the same type of blood. But, uh, yeah. So there are some patients that can't get it. Yeah, you can't have a transfusion with a with a person who's not compatible. Yeah. So. And if I was looking at the pictures, that would actually seem yeah, that you. people would be coming over here for treatment because they heard that one person was cured of it or, yeah. or from a serum. And oh, yes. they can't even get it here. So, but I'm thinking they're the going to do that anyway. Yeah. I think so. Thanks for I the call, Sherry. Appreciate that. I, I people are going to be coming. 
from wherever yeah. to America. You know they will for the treatment. Well, the assumption is, even for me, with the lack of faith I have in our health care system right now, I still believe this is the one place you're going to get oh, yeah, cured right. if you can get it cured. No question. Um, and everyone around the world knows that. No question. Um, listen to this, though, before we uh, take a break. And we talk. We have fair food coming in. We're going to try all the crazy fair foods uh, and let you know which ones are good. Well, Jeffy's not going because he's afraid of Bill. Ebola is inside them. Fair Ebola food. <laughs> They've got the fried Ebola, though, and so it's uh, it's apparently delicious Um, when you fry it. Listen to this. This is amazing. Someone asked uh, Frieden um, if they should be worried that you can get Ebola through casual contact, like sitting next to someone on a bus. This was his answer. Mm -hmm. Quote, I think there are two different parts of that equation. The first is, if you're a member of the traveling public and are healthy, should you be worried that you might get, get Ebola by sitting next to someone? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Second, if you are sick and you may have Ebola, should you get on a bus? And the answer to that is also no. You might become ill and you might have a problem that exposes someone around you. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you are have Ebola, you shouldn't get on a bus because you might get ill and expose yourself mm-hmm. to someone around you. However, the person around you should not be worried if they're healthy and don't have Ebola. That makes no freaking sense. And it's why they brought in a political hack My to try gosh. to run this operation. This guy's the but worst. I can't imagine it's going to get better. And by, he's uh, almost a douche worst. Hall of Fame. He's a douche, but he's not a douche Hall of Fame member, as he was rejected today by a vote of 90 to 10. I mean, 90, 90% wanted him in the douche Hall of Fame, but 10% <laughs> didn't. More coming up. It's fair food time. Food. Fair food. Where's, Where's stuff? Food? Where's the food? Where's the food? Jeff, you gonna eat some of this? Come on. I'm not eating a bowl of food. It's fried. You never turn food down. Food. Are you okay? Food. Food. I was watching this special when it showed you. I'm excited about this spoon segment because we've got uh, State Fair of Texas food Mm -hmm. and uh, some amazing, amazing stuff that I've never, ever experienced. Um, Let's start it off here. Now, the the fair is going on. It goes on, I don't know, for 27 months, I think, every time it comes to town. Yes. Uh, It does seem like it's on all the time. And uh, what are you doing, Pat? I'm eating. Why are you eating? We're, we're setting up the segment. Well, I, we did. We said we were eating food from the fair, and here we are. I was going to get a little bit of... What else do you need? All right, so there's a bunch of food, right. and we got it. <laughs> okay, let's start it All off. Right, what do you want to set up? By the way, who this guy, uh, what is he? What's his name? Big Tex. Big Tex, yeah. Big Tex is like 900 feet tall, so he's a spectacle in and of himself. This burned down last, last year, and this is a new guy. This yeah, is the we, last weekend of the fair. 2012 is when it burned down. Do we have footage of that, by the way? Final weekend of can the we, fair. Uh, can we see? Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, let's watch footage it That'd be kind of cool. Pat and Stu, Big Tex at the Texas Fair. Here's the big fire of Big Tex right there. There he is, burning down. There it is. Look at that fire. Can we wow. There you go. Wow, he really did catch on fire, didn't he? Well, that's what almost happened? Like the How did that happen? Was it lightning? Electrical short or something. So this is a replica of Big Tex. A brand new one. This okay. is a replica Big Tex. This is not the yeah, original Big Tex. This is not the original. So this is a phony. Well, it's an authentic. It's a fake and a fraud. All right. So here's the All food right. that we got. Uh, um, now, I will tell you this. Uh, let's. Pat's going to start. He wants to start digging in here, which is uh, chocolate bacon Amazeballs cake balls. <laughs> now, there's a place called Amazeballs cake balls here in Texas. I've been obsessing about it for months. And because they make all sorts of different flavors. Of course, this one has bacon in it, so I can't eat it. Why are they Amazeballs? What do they do? That's just the name of their, it's called Amazeballs Cake Balls. I think it's in Plano. And I've been obsessing over this place for months. 
and now you get to eat it before I do. How is That's it? That's really good. Good? Yeah, it's good. Just a little hint of bacon in Just there. a hint of bacon. Which is what you want in your Yeah, you don't want tons. Cake. Now, this is uh, our next uh, crazy thing is fried pumpkin spice Oreos. All right. Which I'm pretty excited about, to be perfectly honest with you. Something you can actually eat. But if mm -hmm. it wasn't for Ebola, those look pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't have any of these. These are loaded with Ebola. Um, I can actually taste the Ebola in them. You shouldn't mm -hmm. have any. Mm -hmm. Wow, those are good. Holy crap. I'll eat more of that. <laughs> and that is a... These are made with organic Ebola. Really? See the kind of pumpkin spice Because there's one thing on there that looks really good, the fried cheesecake. Mm. Yeah, get away. It does look good. Yeah, you're mm. not having any of that. I, I don't worry. I'm not, I don't mm. That's I'm freaking good. That was really good. <laughs> really good. Now, this is something that people don't know. Mm. Deep frying food kills the Ebola inside. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's why we're going to start deep frying patients. Um, <laughs> I think we need work. really big vats of oil. Mm -hmm. mm. So That's really good. You ready for some of this fried cheesecake? Because that's where I'm going next. Um, yeah, that fried was, cheesecake. Let me see this right let here. Me, let me enjoy this pumpkin spice Oreo again. Yeah, a little longer, because mm -hmm. that's better than I really anticipated. <laughs> really freaking good. That is delicious. Mm. But we'll see. Looking inside, I don't see an actual Oreo cookie. It just no, I don't like either. But man, that was good. Now, fried cheesecake is a delicacy you can uh, have at like Sonic and Applebee's, but mm -hmm. we really like it, so we're just gonna have some. Yeah, but it's not fair, fried cheesecake. I've never had fried cheesecake before. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. I don't like it as much as a pumpkin fried uh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice Oreo. Oreo, but it's good. Mm. Now, that's pretty good. It's not as sweet as I'd like from a cheesecake, mm -hmm. um, but I will say it's pretty freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty freaking good. This is the weirdest thing. It's like mm -hmm. deep frying something. And Pat, why don't you try one of these uh, meat-flavored uh, products here? Right. This is fried uh, Thanksgiving dinner. So, so we're, we're assuming there's turkey in here as well. Yeah, and right? stuffing. So you can't have and that. Yeah, cranberries, it looks like. Wow, that <laughs> looks unbelievable. Okay, so this is a whole bunch of stuff from Thanksgiving all Thanksgiving put together dinner. and fried. And then dipped into a, uh, I guess, a cranberry sauce. Is that what that is, huh? Yeah, and then that you can have a little gravy there. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm. Does it feel like you're eating an entire meal all at once? How would you describe what you're going through right now, Pat? <laughs> Something's happening to you as you walk us through. Mm, it's um, yeah. Happy I mean, Thanksgiving. It tastes mostly like stuffing. Yeah. Okay. Mostly like fried stuff. Fried stuff. That, that sounds pretty good, bad. though. I will say I it's pretty good. It's not horrible. Minus the Ebola would be good. Now let's see. We've done this pumpkin spice Oreos, which we would say A plus on those. Those are really good, right? Yeah. Fried cheesecake was a yeah, B, pretty I'd good. I'd say a, uh, yeah, B uh, B plus. Um, now you tried the chocolate chocolate bacon amaze balls. What was your? Uh, giving me a. Well, let me. You're going let back me to get them. a little more. Wait, of you a don't sampling. need to try them again, really. I mean, uh, <laughs> just to be sure. Just oh. to be sure. You don't remember? More bacon in that bite. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more bacon. A cake ball with maple. What is maple and bacon? Is that what it is? Chocolate bacon. That would not have been good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the fried Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to give that a B. That's a B. Fried Thanksgiving mm -hmm. dinner? Mm-hmm. What do um, you give that? Oh, fried Thanksgiving C. Okay. Now, fry sweet, fried sweet Texas is something. What it is inside Ooh. is a pecan pie, peach cobbler, and buttermilk pie. And then it's served with a scoop of bluebell ice cream, typically. This oh is my it gosh. right here. Oh, that looks um, good. And, of course, we got gypped out of our scoop well, of no ice cream. cream? Yeah. Where, where's the ice cream? How can, how can this Why possibly be served? Why do you have blue bell ice cream? 
Yeah, this is Ebola ice cream. You don't I would want eat it. that. No, the bluebell ice cream would not be Ebola ice cream. Yeah, it would. It would be, unfortunately. It was made in Dallas at Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> really? It's mm -hmm. odd. Yeah. Okay, there it's it weird. is. Um, get a sh that's, oh, look at that. It's still steaming. Look at that. Look at that. Now, you look inside, and you kind of got, you get like multiple pies in there. Yeah. Oh, all right. And then, the wow. fried. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me try that. Let me just, just taste test that one again. Because that was... Um, that is phenomenal. Yeah. That's an A. There's a lot a. going on there. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the an sweet a. Texas, the fried sweet Texas. That's an A. Except for the nuts on top, which I hate. Yeah, I'm not a huge nut guy either. I'm not. about <clears throat> vanilla ice cream with that. I'm kind of interested in the uh, fried Coke. I don't understand that. How do now, you fry should Coke? Should we try that one last? Because I don't... Do you want to go right. last with a meat product? Because Pat has to try this, which is... Uh, which I'm a little afraid of. It's yeah. alligator on a stick. I do now, not want to vomit, but... As a vegetarian, I'm not sure, but I think alligator in a stick would be off of my diet. Come on, have a little bit. No, I, just a little no, bite. Thank you. Go ahead. I don't even know. You've never had alligator. Gator's that might good. be the I one kind of meat you enjoy. Even when I ate Come on, meat. just a little bit of alligator. Even when I ate meat, I wouldn't eat alligator. Oh, I don't think. We used to yeah. eat gator in Florida all the time. It's good. Right. You just ate it off the street. You just walked up behind one and took a bite out of its back. Probably good. Gator's good. It tastes like uh, sausage. Yeah. Just tastes like sausage. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that little like that is not a that's not a light meat. Can you hold that up to the camera? Look at that big chunk of just fat sitting there. Mm-hmm. Man, that oh yeah. You would think they'd be lean, right? Because they're not big fat animals. The smell of it is strong. Yeah, that's and then fried Coca-Cola. That's right. Fried It's not as gamey as I would have thought though. Fried Coca-Cola is our last one. We have about thirty seconds here. Okay. So that it smells like Coke. Does it? Yeah, it does. Really odd. I wonder how it would fry Coke. I don't know. I used to smoke it. I, I guess they fried it. Now, they, they put stuff on it on the picture we had there, but they didn't. Where's our stuff? Where's our stuff? We did get ice cream. We did get stuff. Where's the okay, I gotta say, powdered sugar? Fried, fried pumpkin spice Oreos. Wins it for me. Yeah. Definitely fried pumpkin spice Oreos. Really? That means the pumpkin spice Oreos.